Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dads on the Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Moss. Uh, thank you all so much for joining me on this episode, the second episode of this new year. I hope you're all not still writing 2021. Uh, that year is behind us. Hopefully, at this point, 2022 is not as terrible as the past two years. Again, we're doing something a little bit different as with the last episode. It's going to be more so of two people over a drink talking about life, parenthood, and everything in between. Uh, my guest today is a guy that I've known I honestly cannot remember how we became friends. Um, I think I have an idea, but it's been so long that we've been friends and very, very good friends, best friends. I just don't remember how our origin story began. But either way, tonight, my guest is one of my very best friends in the whole wide world, Mr. Jonathan Rubenstein. Jonathan, say hi to everybody. Hello, world. Hope everyone's had a uh, wonderful start to this new, uh, new year. Uh, tonight, as always, we begin with a drink and a toast. Uh, I am having the leftovers from the last episode, uh, which is another Funky Buddha Void Shaker. It was very good, and I saved another one for tonight's show. Jonathan, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you are drinking tonight? I'm enjoying a nice glass of Jameson Black Barrel. I was uh, introduced to this by uh, our Lord, Sir Terrell. Sir Terrell. So cheers to, cheers to Terrell on that one. Cheers to Terrell, and cheers to you, and cheers to everybody out there listening. Hope you're drinking, not driving and drinking, but drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, John, uh, so that everybody can get to know you a little bit better, why don't you tell them about you, how uh, obviously they know your name, but how old you are, what you do for a living, if you're married, your kids and all that kind of stuff, whatever you're willing to let people know about you. I'm an open book. Um, (laughs) So I am uh, 33 years old. Uh, I'm married to my wife, Amy, of just over five years now, uh, celebrated our anniversary back in, uh, in November. Uh, we have a soon-to-be three-year-old, Jacob. Uh, and really, it's it's been an exciting evolution just to see as time has grown, and I should say as time has gone on and Jacob has grown. I work in the IT operations field, uh, and obviously with everything going on with the, uh, the pandemic, uh, uh, I've been working at home for just shy of the last two years. So to be able to spend uh, just about every single day and see Jacob every single day, it's definitely uh, very rewarding to say the least. Now, I went back to the office. Um, I mean, we did quarantine, you know, working for a police department. We did quarantine working from home for, I don't know, three three months or so. And we went back part-time and then full-time. We've been full-time, you know, for quite a while now. So I've forgotten what it's like to work at home. Do you feel like you kind of miss going into the office? I mean, not not including like the commute or wasting gas or anything like that. Do you miss having that alone time to where you can dedicate to work and being around like other adults? Or do you find it refreshing that you're always able to be home and, and be around him? You're, you're obviously working and you're not like, doing daddy stuff also, but like, I personally, I love going to the office because I like interacting with the people that I do or did. We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Um, but I love going to the office to, you know, I love my kids as much as, as anybody does, but it's nice to be away so that I can miss them and get work done. Yeah, there definitely are. There are some pros and cons to it. Um, as you started off on the topic, uh, definitely the, the commute, um, not being able to, or I should say, not having to sit in a car, uh, for an hour or two and an hour from work, even though mm. I'm only going 
15 miles. Um, that's one thing. I mean, yes, to be able to interact in person with colleagues um, that I work closely with, um, definitely not the same to just be continuously just living um, specifically through either Zoom or, or Teams, uh, mm -hmm. various meetings and whatnot. But it's also nice because it does give me the ability to, if I want to just step away from the computer, I can just go see what, uh, what Amy and Jacob are doing while they're yeah. at home. Or for example, if I was at the office, I would have to step away from my desk and just call and just simply ask the questions. But, uh, I mean, there's a, there, there's, there's pluses and minuses of everything and, uh, you just take it one day at a time and play things as they come. If you were offered to go back into the office next week, would you go back to working? I mean, if you had the choice, would you go back to working in the office part-time or full-time or say, nope, I'm good staying at home? I'd like to stay. I'd like to be able to stay at home. Uh, it's actually funny you say that because we've uh, at my at my organization, uh, they've pushed it back several times as to when we were supposed to return to the office. Uh, they actually had January fourth as our our return office, and now they've uh, they've pushed it back again to February, just with uh, everything that's currently going on with uh, mm -hmm. the new variant. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess to say the least, um, it's very beneficial because our organization has really changed their outlook on working in the office and, and being remote um, because of the pandemic. So I think it was like 98% of the entire organization was going to be on, a, on some sort of like hybrid um, structure. So that yeah. way we'd actually only be in the office one or two days a week. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's still nice that we'll be able to have that interaction. And obviously if any days you do want to go into the office, you can, but right. there's no like true requirement or, or force that's saying you have to be in the office, you have to be in the office, you have to be in the office. Yeah. Cause I, I know that when, whenever you go out somewhere to, to eat or any kind of service, any, anything like that. And it, it's, I can't think of many others, but like if you go out to a restaurant or to fast food joint or whatever, they're significantly understaffed. And because people just don't want to work right now, they're not paying wages. Things are a lot of things that go into that but they just can't staff a lot of the positions. And I wonder if uh, businesses that have stuck to mainly remote working, if they're suffering the same, uh, if they're having the same kind of hardships, because I feel like probably not, but also I'm not in that industry. I, I, I don't really know. So I wonder if they're having the same hardships, allowing people to work from home, they're saving money on gas, they still, I mean, they, maybe they get a stipend for like pens and staples at whatever the case may be, but like people that are working in the service industry, they have to go in. That's how they make their money. And if they're not making enough and like things are going up, rent and all that, it, it makes sense that they can't keep people. But I wonder if it's the same for people working remote. I mean, really, I think it depends as, as you just pointed out. I mean, I think it depends on the area, profession, the specific um if you're working retail versus um, obviously in like corporate business America along mm -hmm. those lines, I mean, like my type of role, technically speaking, I'm an analyst. So all I need is a Wi-Fi connection. I mean, yeah. I mean, Spreadsheets. I could be work Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I could be, I, I could be, I could be working in my, in my dining room. I could be working in Tahiti <laughs> as long as I have some sort of, as long as I have some sort of stable and, uh, working internet connection. I mean, I'm really fine um, to be able to do what I need to be able to manage uh, my, my day-to-day -day responsibilities. You know, what might be a good idea. I know we, we live in Florida 
um, more on that in just a minute for that might change. Um, but we live in Florida and it's constantly hot, but you do have the opportunity to grab your computer, uh, anything else that you might need for, you know, just to, to work. And if we get a cold front, you can go sit outside. You can go to a park and get a nice view, get a breeze, hear the birds, get your work done. That's, that's a nice option that so long as you have that internet connection, like, and there's places that have Wi-Fi all over a park, like one that comes to mind that, you know, is by us, CB Smith park. Do they have Wi-Fi in the park? I'm pretty sure. But, um, but that you could just go to any park, not like we have mountains and trails and things like that around us, not, you know, like in the North, but that's an option to you. And that might be like a nice break. If you just want to get away and do something a little bit different, that's an option to you. So long as you have Wi-Fi in your computer. Yeah, no, that definitely, I mean, that definitely is correct um, to be able to say it that way. And your office could be like a park bench or, or like yeah. or a pavilion or something. And, that, and, you know, when a cold front comes through, obviously you're not going to do it while you're sweating your butt <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, truth, truth be told, you put, you made a, you, you really make a good point. I mean, your office can be anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it could be inside a restaurant. It could be outside of a park, as you just mentioned, as long as you have, as long as you have really all the tools that you necessarily need for, for doing your job, I kind of feel like, like the that's, world's your playground. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's where things might continue to trend. Like they, do they want people back in the office? Well, maybe to ensure that they're getting work done, but if you see the numbers and they're getting the work done, why pay for a brick and mortar building when you can just, you save on that expense. You just, okay, well give you a hundred bucks for, you know, a quarter for pens or, ink cartridges for a printer or something like that. Like you're going to save ridiculous amounts of money, not having to pay rent at a huge building. So I don't know. I think that might be the way that things go. It's, it's very weird, but, and, and it's not obviously going to be the same for like the food industry or the retail industry, but you know, it might be a step in the right direction. I've alluded to it a couple of times before. Um, admittedly, we are recording this episode a little in advance, not too in advance, but a little in advance. It is, um, I won't say exactly how far in advance, but as of right now, if you're listening to this on the day it releases, it is January 15th, uh, your time, people out there in podcast world of 2022. Me and my family are currently, depending on when you're listening to this, driving up to North Carolina. We are leaving the state of Florida and going to be North Carolinians uh, for the foreseeable future. We're moving out of state for good. I got a job with the city that I am very excited about working for, and it's going to be an entire, entirely new change of pace uh, for me and my family. I'm, I'm sad to leave a lot of things down here. Uh, my job at the Pembroke Pines Police Department has always been my family for the past decade, and I, I'm really going to miss them. And my house, which we've lived in again for the past decade, I've, I've absolutely loved. Um, but one of the biggest things are the people, and there's not, there's not many, uh, but the people that I'm not going to be able to see whenever I want to is is really rough for me uh one of those people is you john and that's that it bugs me that i'm not going to be able to get to see you um whenever we can and see jacob grow for the next you know however many years we'll visit here and there but it's and and your lovely wife amy who is my second wife as well, <laughs> as well. <laughs> we always joke that she's my wife too but i'm i'm very excited for the new adventure i'm very sad to leave um but again, we're recording this a little in advance. That's why I'm having the Void Shaker from Funky Buddha because we recorded that episode just a couple of days ago and I have a couple extra. It's a very weird time for me. I, I didn't realize how 
how crazy it was to move from an entire house from one place to another. And we've both been, been there before when we moved from our parents' house, uh, both of uh, both ourselves and our wives from our respective parents' house into a house together. That was one thing, but to move an entire house and you guys have been in that house for what, seven years? We've been here for what, six, six and a half years now. Six. Okay. So yeah. So quite a while and Steph and I have been here for just under 11. So you, you don't really realize how much stuff you accumulate and how much of a home you, that you've made. And you become so tied to certain things when, it, until it's time to move and like how much room there is on the truck and what you have to part with. It's, it's really um, eye-opening, like how much you can actually do away with, but that I don't, I don't remember it being this hard back, uh, back when we first moved into the house. Hey, I remember moving into the house. <laughs> <laughs> I think moving and mo- moving things from one house to the other we have uh we have some fun memories on that yeah I remember when we moved from you were living in Boca and you were moving where did we move moving, your stuff to you know what time I'm talking to, about yeah we moved it back to my parents house back to your okay yeah. I remember not very much but I remember the night before uh, this is I, I must have been 22, 23 years old. And I was just starting to court Steph. So this was going back 2000, early 2009, I think. And I was at her house, her apartment rather, where she was with Arian and his girlfriend at the time. And when it came time to leave, I did not drive. But when it came time to leave, I put on my black shoes and I left. And then the next morning I put them on and I was helping John move and I'm like, my feet feel weird. And I had left the party with somebody else's black shoes and they were actually Aryans. <laughs> um, I was, I was wondering why they felt so uncomfortable and it's because they were two sizes too small. So that was fun doing an entire move with two <laughs> size, two small sh- shoes. Thanks, Arian. Thanks, alcohol. Thank you for picking up the phone. I called you that morning though. Oh, I, I barely did. I, I knew that I had to do it and I was not in great shape. <laughs> I did it though. And you bought me Subway. I remember that. That helps. <laughs> oh, what was worse? That sandwich or wearing Aryan shoes? Um, wearing the shoes because that went on all day. The, <laughs> the Subway just came in and I regretted it. And then I just dealt with it. But the shoes just lasted all day. Also, the confusion. I'm like, what the hell is with my shoes? And then it took me several hours to realize that they were not my shoes. Oh, man. But yeah, moving it, moving hungover is not fun. So I'm going to have to remember that for in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, we do have good memories. One that we talked about off air not too long ago was when we went to go see. Um, it was Monday Night Raw. I don't remember the year, but I remember it was the second return. Uh, second return? Yeah, it was the second return of Y2J. Of Y2J, Chris Jericho. Not his first entrance into the WWE, but when he left for a while and came back. Um, it was in Sunrise at the BBNT. And he was he was doing a back and forth. Who was in the ring? Was it Randy Orton? Or was it oh geez? I can't even remember that now. It, it's funny. I watched it recently because on his initial one when he first came came into the WWE, he was uh doing it back and forth with The Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the second one, I think it was Randy Orton. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure. 
Uh, and that was 2003 to no, no, we, no. Cause we were out of high school. We were in college. Yeah. So that was like, Oh, seven, Oh eight, something like that. Some somewhere around there, but that was really fun. That's what I really remember. But even more so than that, <laughs> we, we decided to pregame in the parking lot down. Uh, what do we finish a 12 pack between the two of us in like 15 minutes, <laughs> something like that. And then we uh, walked over to the BB&T center uh, prior to going into the actual event, we had to pee so bad because we drank so much beer in such a short amount of time. We had to pee so bad and we didn't even recognize the icon on the restroom. When we walked in, we saw like an inlet for a potty that we went in and we didn't even realize that there was no urinals there. <laughs> it was, it hadn't been that, that far into it that, it was taking effect, but we just had to pee so bad. We went into the women's restroom <laughs> and then what was it? A, a girl walked in and she's like, uh, and they were like, Oh, sorry. Bye. I love that. So many years later, we still talk about that. Oh, that'll, that'll definitely live on forever. <laughs> that was a good one. We do have, we do have a lot of good memories, a lot of not great ones through, you know, rough times and whatever, but we do have a lot of good ones. I think I was with you when I went on my very first cruise without my parents. It was you, me, and somebody else that we're no longer friends with. But um, but that was fun. I was just thinking about that the other night when I listened to the, uh, it happened to come up on Pandora, uh, the Panic at the Disco song that I sang at karaoke. And then as I remembered it, I'm like, I had no business singing this song and <laughs> at karaoke. It was from one of the, the, uh, the album, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. I don't remember what it, what the song was, but I was like, I am not Brandon Yuri. <laughs> this is not good. And I remember feeling that mid song. I'm like, oh, this was a mistake. I think it was. The, I think it must have been the Smirnoff talking. Oh, geez. Is that what we were drinking back then? I think that's what we brought on board. Oh, well, yeah, that's. Oh, God, that's right. We were drinking like cranberry and vodka because we were so young. We didn't know anything about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to bring liquor onto the beer uh, onto the ship. You couldn't bring beer. And we put it in suntan lotion bottles and water bottles. This is, oh God, that was, yeah, that was like 2007, was, 2008. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. What is, what a terrible time to be a human. Early twenties. <laughs> you make so many bad decisions. <laughs> All right. So this is a parenting podcast. We have to move into some kind of parenting topic. I imagine um, you, as you mentioned, you have a son, uh, Jacob, he's going to be three. Um, in just over a month, I always remember his birthday because because you said it's uh, exactly a month after Christmas, and I never forgot that. So Jan, uh, Jacob will will be three on January twenty fifth. January twenty fifth, that is yeah. correct. As actually, as luck would have it, I was just looking at pictures of Allie turning three, and on Facebook as I was doing something, uh, all the pictures around her turning three, and what a fun time that was. She was still kind of not babyish, but toddlerish and not, not really all there yet, not having conversations and things like that yet, but just how cute her pictures were at that time. So like you guys are coming into a, a time and I don't know what, what, if it's any different with boys, but you guys are coming into a time that's really fun and he's his growth and speech and his interactions are going to exponentially grow in the next six months. It's, it's like a whole new kid. I assure you this next Half year is going to be a lot of fun for you. It's actually really funny you say that because 
Amy and I were actually talking about this earlier today, based off comments that you have shared and Steph has also shared that you really see towards this time. I mean, from the eight, from obviously the terrible twos, going into going into becoming three years old, he's really growing into a, a per, obviously yeah. he's a person, yeah. but he's really growing into that neck to that next level and being able to see, as you just said, his speech his his actions what he likes what he likes to do what he knows he can do and what he can't do and how he tries to get away with things yeah it really stuck with us when you guys told us that and i mean we're seeing it we're seeing it honestly firsthand and david has mentioned this in the past too um just take pictures because that's what you're going to remember when you see that you're you're it's going to jog your memory like if i try to think back to when ali was two to two and a half three three and a half. Like, I don't remember a lot of that stuff, but when I see pictures, I can say, Oh, she, it was a month after she turned three, this or like pictures of her third birthday. And I remember like how she was and how her speech was. And it's, it's wild to see how they grow from three to three and a half. And I'm telling you, you're absolutely right. They're going to, he's going to develop his, his speech is going to completely change in the next year, but very gradually it's going to get much better. And like, you can have conversations with him. Like I talked to Allie and I reason with her. She doesn't really get a lot of it, but she asks a lot of questions now she's, that she's four. She asks a lot of questions because she doesn't know things. And again, something else that you might want to look out for is you're going to get very impatient with how many questions are coming your way. And you have to remember to be patient because she just doesn't know this is a whole new world that she just doesn't understand. Or, or rather Jacob doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. And he's going to also do it just to push your buttons and make you mad on purpose. And he's going to test his boundaries. But at the same time, you have to realize that he also doesn't know. He's, he is trying to learn and find out, but he's also going to do it to make you mad. <laughs> so you have to find that very fine gray area too. His favorite question. What's that? What's that? <laughs> what's that? Does he immediately ask why or like an explanation for it. Like, what's that? Oh, that's, that's an airplane. Well, what does it do? Why? Or as things like that. Yeah, like, no, he's he some, he sometimes will actually do that. And it's funny because I mean, uh, we have him in swimming lessons. I mean, he's been going now swimming for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, we started, we started him early and like his swim instructor right now, every single lesson, He's asking all these questions over and over again, like in the pool. She has a, like a pool cover mm -hmm. and he asks every week, what's that? What's that? And if there's noise in the background, he'll be like, well, what's that? The other week, her, her neighbor was pressure cleaning in the backyard. He was more interested in pressure than like the guy pressure cleaning <laughs> in the backyard than paying attention during swimming lessons. So it's like, he's always, he's always doing, I mean, he's always looking at stuff like that. Obviously, uh, recently was uh, Hanukkah was uh, within the last month. So I mean, all the various toys that he uh, toys that he got. I mean, having to show certain things, and he's just like, "Well, how do you do this? How how, how did or, or if something broke, how mm -hmm. do I fix it?" Or he'd call us and say, "Mommy, Daddy, fix this, fix this. <laughs> how did you do that? How did you do that?" And it's like we actually got a really good laugh out of it because one of the things that we got for him was like a little toolkit. So it's like, Aww. he's walking, it's like, he's walking around the house with either a hammer in one hand, a screwdriver in the other hand, <laughs> or 
or his fake little power drill. Aww. And it's like he's walking. It's like he's walking up. He goes up to the couch and he goes, this needs to fix because he also watches oh. Disney Plus. Yeah. So he sees like Handy Manny. That's one of his new favorite shows that he likes to watch. He likes to try and imitate him. Um, but he always says like, why? <laughs> why do we have to? Why do we have to do this? Yeah. And say, all right, well, it's, it's, it's bedtime. Why? Because it's that time. It's 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 late. It's, you need your rest, time. bud. It's, exactly, exactly. You need your rest. That's how you grow. Allie asked me because of you mentioned fixing something. She asked me earlier, "Daddy, can you fix my my brave sword?" And I said, "You don't have a brave sword." I said, "You mean your?" Uh, no, sorry. She goes, uh, "Um, no, sorry. My bow, my brave bow and arrow, or Merida bow and arrow." I'm like, oh, the one that we got last year? Well, it was broken. Truth be told, after we got it from Disney, we put it in the car. Um, Uncle Tom actually got that for her. We put it in the car, and it broke in the, in the commute from going to Disney to home. And it was it was broken. She never got to use it. It's still. I'm looking at it right now. It's in the package from Disney. <laughs> but she she happened to find it today. It's we, We're going to take it back to Disney to, to exchange it, and we just forgot about it. So she goes... Daddy, can you fix it? And I said, unfortunately, I can't, baby. It's it's broken, like the plastic snapped. So I'm like, it's it's broken. It's broken really bad. And she's like, well, can you can you do your best to try and fix it? <laughs> so it's like they it goes from like I fix to understanding a little bit more and and still applying the same concept. So it's like just the growth of of them from like three to four. It's it's, it's wild. I I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to experience it. And I I highly recommend again, like I said, taking pictures and even maybe like jotting some things down. Like I I started. You've seen the the dog log, and as I'm reading them now from a few years ago when Allie was that age, and comparing them from what Allie was doing to what Andrew's doing, I completely forgot where she was at at certain points. Like at a year, she was already walking and clapping. And Andrew wasn't, but like he started to shortly after, or he was doing things better than that she hasn't done yet. So it's, it's weird to see like the differences in kids. Like you can't compare one kid to the other. Every kid is going to grow differently, but I've had forgotten all that stuff. So it's, it's nice that I have that dog log to reflect back on. Whereas somebody else might make like a journal entry or something to where their kids are progressing just so that they can remember for another day. Because I mean, a yeah. lot of that stuff gets like packed away or just set aside by and and forgotten about. But yeah, no, you said it right. I mean, Amy, Amy has uh, Amy's got like a notes uh, sister section, I should say, in uh, in her phone that any milestone. Oh yeah, she does. I remember that. She's going through putting that. Um, obviously, with the wonders of technology that we have now, I mean, to be able to have a uh, a shared album uh on your phone for photos yeah um being able to upload pictures not just from one person but i mean i take a picture i can upload it if amy takes something totally different when i'm not with her or Mm -hmm. i'm not with jacob at that time that she can she can upload it and i can be able to see it and obviously the same thing for uh um our parents i mean if, if jacob's either with his his grand i mean either set of grandparents that uh they can do the exact same thing. So, I mean, it's like to be able to see his growth and evolution, not just from our own eyes and our own experience, but to be able to see it through everyone else. Right. 
Um, it's nice that you guys have both grandparents local that you guys, that Jacob can see both of them. Unfortunately for us, my parents don't live here anymore. So that, so the kids don't get to see him. Stephanie's uh, a dad and, and stepmom. Um, they live in Florida, but they don't live anywhere close. So we see them like twice, maybe three times a year. Um, and then her mom is here. So we see her all the time. I'm, I'm still speaking as a Floridian because I still live here, but um it's nice that she has a grandparent nearby, but the other ones don't get to see all that often. So what we did for at least her dad was get a, uh, an aura picture frame. I'm not sponsored by them, but I really like them an aura picture frame. So all you, when you have pictures on your phone, basically you just throw them to the picture frame and they can see the progression as, as you take them and you get to pick and choose, like you don't want to pick the crying ones, but maybe you should, because it reminds them, oh yeah, babies cry. <laughs> But it's nice that they can see um, the growth, even though they're not nearby. Another thing that um, was a big milestone for us, and I know you guys are, are in the thick of it too, was uh, potty training. Something that we haven't really touched on here yet. But I remember when Allie turned two is when we started to, to potty train her. And it was the worst four days. It was bad four days. We've had worse when she was sick, but it was a really bad four days because it was just constant accidents and just pee on the floor and clean it up and then pee on the floor and clean it up. And she obviously just wasn't ready. She was not ready to start. We thought that she might be, but she clearly wasn't. Uh, fast forward five, six months, we had a vacation planned and there was like a COVID scare and we did not go. So we said, hey, we're both off for a few days. Let's do the potty training thing again. And she picked it up like that. A um, couple of accidents, but not really so bad. But um, for her, it was a little bit different because she sits down on the potty as opposed to boys who can stand up. I don't know what to expect when I have to do that with Andrew. He's only one. I got a lot of time in between now and then to learn things. I know I've heard the uh, Cheerio method where you throw a Cheerio in and you have him try and aim towards that. Um, but what has it been like potty training a, a boy and how, how is it going and where are you guys at with that? So Jacob has now started potty training, and I believe it was October 23rd. And you got up that morning and you said, you want to know something? It's time. Let's see. So, I mean, as, as clear as day, when, when we've either been at your house or when you guys came up here, right when Ali was uh, in the midst of potty training, it was every 15, 20, 25 minutes quickly let's go sit on the potty let's go sit on the potty just to get just to get them uh, adjusted and acclimated to that yeah and uh i think he was just more excited that he was wearing big boy undies oh. underwear in this case instead of just being in uh, continually uh, being in a diaper yeah um i think and obviously i'm gonna say knock on wood he's had such a smooth transition Um, within the last two months, I mean, I can probably say we can count on one hand, the number of accidents that he had. Oh, that's good. And I mean, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I give, I give Amy all the credit in the world for (laughs) being able to do that and the dedication and everything. I mean, she had him for the, um, for the week, obviously I had him on the weekends when she was working and whatnot, but to be able to just stick to a schedule. I mean, like anything else, every, I mean, every 30 minutes, if he was, if, if he had something to drink quickly, we go right to the potty. And I mean, we actually, we tried, we tried starting him, as you mentioned, 
with Ali. We tried starting him back in when was it? I think it was like April of 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 twenty twenty one. So it and was like, like two, not not quite two and a half, but a little bit before that. Just a, yeah, exactly. And he went one or two times sitting on his potty. Like we we bought like a little Toy Story potty and everything. Right. And he just was getting. He just got so excited that he did that. <laughs> but we just felt like at that point he was still wasn't ready and we didn't want to we didn't want to force it but he's he was just so i mean he's just so excited to say that he's either wearing big boy and he's or he's potty trained i mean if you recall when we came over when we came over to the to your house for uh uh the pumpkin carving yes first thing out of his first thing out of his mouth when he walked in it wasn't it wasn't hide it was I'm wearing big boy undies. I'm pie training. <laughs> that was so, so it's cute. Like we, so it's like we walked in thinking it was maybe it was just going to be like you, Steph, and the kids. And then we see like your neighbors are there. We're like, oh, wonderful. But we could be anywhere. And people will say like, oh, you're so cute. Like, what's your name? And he won't even say his name sometimes. He'll just say, I'm potty training. I go pee-pee <laughs> or I go poo-poo on the potty and everything. And it's just... It's it's so it's so cute to see him to, to see him say that and everything. I don't remember. I think it was I think it was Amy's parents. I think it was Amy's mom actually that picked up a book, and it's it's a I mean it's like a it's a a potty training book, and it goes by the like the same theme song as Bingo. So it's like no more potty just or no more diapers just for me because I go in the potty. P O T T Y. Yeah. And it just goes through like all these different verses and whatnot. And we could just start singing it to him and he'll just start going around and just singing the next verse or spelling <laughs> P-O-T-T-Y out and everything. And it's like, it's, it's, it's adorable to see like how something like of a milestone to that extent, how memorable it really is. And I mean, now it's, I mean, as I said, it's been, it's been a little over two months and now it's to the point where he'll say, mommy, daddy, I have to go potty or I have to go pee pee or whatever. And we'll say, okay, let's go. And he'll say, no, I want to go myself. Oh, that's good. And he'll walk to, he'll walk to, to his bathroom. We have a little stool in there. He'll pick the stool up. If it's by the sink, he'll put it in front of the toilet and he'll go. Oh, that's awesome. And then he'll flush the toilet. He'll flush the, to- the, the toilet or the potty as he calls it. And he just comes out and goes, I did it. I did it. And he's just so, he's so excited. Oh, that's awesome. And, and you have to make sure that you positively reinforce that. Like, that's great, bud. I'm so proud of you. Great job. And you have to, even though it's, gets a little old, you have to continue on with that because just as a reminder to yourself, what's, what would be the consequence of not doing that? Like having him revert or make a mess of everything. And you just have to remember to positively reinforce that. Is he going, is he still sitting like sitting down or is he standing up to go pee? Kind of both. Um, We're trying to get him used to the standing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like everyone suggests, as you mentioned, like the Cheerios Cheerios in the toilet and and, and try and try and aim and everything. So, I mean, it's like, we're trying to, we're trying to um, get him used to doing that everything. But really at the end of the day, whatever he feels more comfortable with yeah. at this point. I mean, he's, he's not even three years old. Yeah. So no, no, he's like anything. No, that's great. Um, that it, Allie is, Allie is finally going potty like by herself. 
Like she'll come up to me and say, daddy, I have to go potty or potty. I'm like, all right, you have to go poo poo. No, just pee pee. Then what are you telling me for? Just go like, and it's awesome. Like I kind of get to like give her guff a little bit. Like, why are you even telling me? Like, just go. You're a big girl. You're four years old. Go, go do it. And then she'll like go yeah. and she's like, daddy, did you go poo poo? Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm on my way. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean it, it, it. It's 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 great. I mean, it's it's just showing that he's he's able to to now really take care of one aspect of something that he can do for himself. Yeah, he's he's uh, becoming self sufficient in something. Yes, and that's that's actually not just a small thing. Like just going potty. It's okay. It's, you know, we do that all the time. But for a kid, that's a big thing. It's a very big thing. Has he started to play on his own, like in his room or in or? where you're not immediately supervising him, like you can hear him or you can see him on the camera and the TV on the, the room camera, if you have one, so you can monitor him, but it's not over the shoulder. You're not there. So he can like go and independently play. Have you guys started that or has he started to do that yet? Yeah, no, he has, he has been, I mean, his obviously as, as, as you have seen, he's got that whole back room in our house. Yeah that's his entire playroom and everything and yeah i mean you you name it if he says mommy i want to go and play in the back room okay is do you want me to come with you and sometimes he'll say yes sometimes he'll just go back there and either he's gonna take out um i mean he's 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 really big right now into uh paw patrol and uh spider or spidey and his amazing friends I love that. Um, <laughs> you'd be very, yeah, I was just gonna, uh, we, 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 we always joke that he, he, he would make you so, so proud just with everything that he's all in, all into. Um, but yeah, I mean, by just simply being able to just go back there, I mean, maybe it's five, 10, 10 minutes here or there and then yeah. he'll come back out and he maybe wants to get some attention. But I mean, yeah, for him to be able to just sit there and play with his toys and everything, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. Yeah. And, and that's awesome. Um, he, he's, I think he's probably going to start doing it a little bit longer. He might revert a little bit and, and want you to come play with him, which is totally fine. I absolutely encourage doing that. But at the same time, he needs to have that independent play because we're, we're at a point right now where Allie is, uh, she'll go and independently play and, and do dolls or whatever. And she'll talk for them. And it's really cute. It reminds me of when I was a kid. Um, she'll go and do that for a while. But at the same time, she wants to play. She wants someone to play with. Not necessarily mommy and daddy, but that's all she has access to right now. She wants to play with us, but she just wants somebody to play with. And that just happens to be us. But we're occupied either making dinner, doing the laundry, doing the dishes, being with Andrew mainly. Um She'll say, daddy, can you come play with me or, or play keepy uppy with the balloon or something and try to as best as you can. But you also have to make sure that, that the, the baby is, you know, being watched after. So I think I'm going to try something which kind of just occurred to me now and say, um, I need your help watching Andrew, which I've, I've done in, in a sense before, but make it about her helping because she's very good with him and, and he absolutely loves her. His, I mean, in sequence, his his first words were "Dada, Mama, and Alla," which it's like Ali, like <laughs> early in the morning when uh, when Steph and I or both of us have him in the bedroom, 
he'll go up to the door to the, our bedroom door and just start banging on it and screaming, Ella, Ella, because he he's waiting for her to come in. <laughs> and it's very cute, but it's also, you know, we want her to keep sleeping. But but no, it's it's awesome that that she can play by herself, but she wants somebody to play with. So in a couple of years, when Andrew's old enough, sure, he's going to play with with her. And it's, I, I know that's going to happen. But but for the most part, her independent play when she is by herself is very important. So um, and, and that also helps with her imagination and things like that. And I hear this, the things that she says sometimes and, and I, I hear what I've said or what Steph has said, mainly me because I'm the enforcer because I've got the, you know, the strong will to be the strict one. And she will go and play with her toys like, oh, I did this bad. And then like another toy will go and like punish the other one or something like that. Say you go to your room or whatever like that. So it also it reminds me to that she's always listening. She's a little sponge. Have you found that? Has Jacob done anything like that? Like mimicking what you guys do or what he's seen on TV or anything like that? Uh, I'd have to say yes. I mean, every morning, as Emma just mentioned before, with one of the shows that he's watching, whether it's Paw Patrol or Spidey and his amazing friends, like he'll pick up on he'll pick up on the characters' names and he'll just start saying them and we'll look at each other and we're like, who is he talking about? Yeah. That's like up until two days ago, he was, he was saying, he was saying Tracy, Tracy. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. who's Tracy? Where is he getting this from? And we looked it up online to see like, who's Tracy from spider from Spidey and Amazing Friends. And it's like the little, it's the little spider. Oh, so (laughs) I mean, yes, they're, they're, I mean, their minds are sponges. Yeah. If they hear, if they hear things, um, they'll say it. And it's, I mean, it's used as like the, the saying is kids say the darndest things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like he was baking something with my, he made a, he made a cake with my mom, what, a month ago, give or take. And it was a pistachio cake. And all of a sudden out of the blue one day, he was just like, I want pistachio. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, where did that come from? So it's, yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, you just name it. I mean, they go, they obviously they, they sense, they sense off your emotions. They can see like, obviously certain words. If you say things, they'll be able to understand or whole ask questions like why? Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, for, if we go outside, it's like, He'll say he'll say airplane as he looks up, and then there'll be times that it's actually a helicopter, and we'll say no, Jacob, it's a, it's a helicopter. He goes, no, it's an airplane, and he has a toy helicopter. He's got a toy airplane, so it's like we're able to show like this is the difference between the two. Yeah, and it's like to be able to show like one thing compared to the next. To him, it's just something flying in the sky. Exactly. It's it's not a it's not a bird or it's not an animal or, or something flying in the sky. It's you know, some kind of machine. So I, I remember that too. Ali went through the same thing. And I, so long as you just keep specifying one between the other, they'll learn the difference between the two. And Ali, I don't even think had like a airplane or helicopter, um, like, like actual toy that she could play with. She has something that she can ride on, but it's kind of like an airplane slash helicopter. So, but like, so long as you continue on with it and like keep pointing things out, he'll, he'll eventually get it. Yeah. When you say like, kids say the darndest things, like he's, just saying words out of nowhere that you guys haven't heard, but like he heard with grandma 
but <laughs> eventually it'll get to be to where she's getting her own part uh, to, to where the kid, sorry, I keep saying her because I'm a valley, but where the child will, will get their own, they, they'll hear things and they'll put that into the context of the situation. So when, for example, she must've heard this somewhere, I don't know, but Andrew was getting into something and I was at my wits end and she just looked at me and she puts her hands on her hips and she shakes her head. She goes, what a day, huh? <laughs> and then she kept on with that because I laughed so hard. It, it didn't matter how, how frustrated I was or just out of my element and upset and everything. But she goes, oh, what a day. And I lose my mind laughing. That had made my, I don't even remember what day it was, but I remembered just her facial expression and just, just the, the sense of connection that she was trying to make. And it made me laugh so hard. And then that made her laugh. So she kept saying it and she still says it like, what a day, huh? And it's, and it makes my day every time. And now I play with her. I'm like, yeah, it's a day, huh, babe? <laughs> yeah, no, he, Jacob is the, uh, Jacob's the exact same way. So, I mean, uh, around the time of Christmas, like we would take him around our neighborhood and some of the other neighborhoods in our, uh, in our area. And we'll get him to a house and it's like, it either has the Grinch or it has a Santa Claus, it's frosty. We've come across several that have like Olaf and Olaf is his favorite from last year. Still is one of his, uh, his go-tos. Yep. But if there's, if there's Mickey or Minnie, or now if there's even like a chase or Marshall Paw Patrol, yeah. like he will literally look out the window and he will stop, go silent and say, Oh my, my gosh. gosh. And call out who he sees. And it's it's hilarious. And it's like, we always try, like, as you pointed out, and same thing with David had said, it's like, you always want to try and record these things. Yeah. So it's like, I'm driving, he's with Amy in her lap, and we're recording as he's saying it, like we're saying, say it, say it, say it, so that we're able to catch it, like, in his action, in, like, his natural yeah. state of mind. And it's, it's, it's priceless. It's so funny to be able to just, like, witness it through his eyes and hear it directly from him. Um, you know, something that I'm curious about, like you mentioned going around and look at Christmas lights and everything. Um, one of my favorite lines from Olaf's, uh, no, not, it's uh, the something frozen. Maybe it's Olaf's frozen adventure uh, when he's singing his song and he, and he does the little, like the little Hanukkah bit when he's talking about like um, holiday traditions like eight nights in a row, we light menorahs on the mantle. Like that's my favorite part of the song for some reason. And Allie knows that's my favorite part of the song. And I always like do a little dance. Eight nights in a row, we light menorahs. And do you guys? Um, I know that they're that they're young, and I know um, I know Jacob is even younger than Andrew. I'm sorry, than uh, Allie is. But have you guys specified like the traditions that you guys hold? like for Hanukkah and things like that, as opposed to, you know, the Christmas lights and, you know, Christmas movies, things like that. Like, have you differentiated anything? Because I've, I've tried to like explain that to Allie, like people do different things at, at, during the holidays, like 
people celebrate different holidays. Uh, she doesn't get it and she's four. She doesn't really get it yet, but she's getting to a spot where she can. So like taking Jacob, who is Jewish, to look at Christmas lights or watch Elf or, you know, whatever. There's a little bit of not conflict, but like you have to make the separation there somewhere. Like you can always go and look at Christmas lights and enjoy that for what it is, but you're ultimately of the Jewish religions and you guys do the menorah and celebrate Hanukkah and things like that. So have you guys tried to like explain anything yet or is, is it still too early? I think it's, it's, it's kind of still too early. Uh, I mean, obviously like you have different, different songs and, and whatnot on YouTube. You could just literally just search for Hanukkah children's songs and you could find whichever you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, to be able to, one, to be able to play, like, songs like that, I mean, just, like, just within this sheet, I mean, within the last month or so, I mean, like, you hear dreidel, 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 I made mm-hmm. you at a at a clay, and it's like, we ask him to sing the dreidel song, he'll start singing it. Oh. So, I mean, he'll start doing that, but then it's like, like anything else. You see other shows, you see other, you see other episodes, and it's like, jingle bells, jingle bells, and he'll start singing that as well. So, I mean, it's like, Right now, he's at the. I mean, he's he's not even three years old. He's going to so, respond I mean, to like, like rhythm he, and things like that, and what he can remember. Exactly. I mean, he liked. I mean, everything else. I mean, he liked. He likes the. the I guess the concept of uh, of, of lighting the candles. Obviously, yeah. singing the singing, say, uh, chanting the prayers and everything uh, is something that he'll he'll grow and and, and learn. Um, obviously, as as time evolves. Um, but I mean, like anything else, I mean, when he starts Hebrew school uh, in, the, in, the, in the future, that he'll learn more about that. Um, obviously, Amy and I can instill him with uh, any of our knowledge or if he asks us any questions to be able to provide him any insight mm-hmm. and uh, really just direct him uh, down the right path. Well, that's it for this episode of the Dads on the Rocks podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Give me another chance to make you laugh and our guest a chance to shine. Um, John, as you know, I like to give all my guests the opportunity to to have the last words on the show. So if you have any last words for our listeners, let's hear them. Well, there's one thing that's that's been instilled with with me uh, from my upbringing, and that is just be yourself. Just be yourself, obviously, in this crazy world that we live in right now in this unprecedented time. Make sure you have time for your family. I mean, make sure that you always let your kids do what they want to do. Let them, if they want to walk you out, let them walk you out. They want to, you want to make sure if they want to read another book, let them read another book. Don't go to bed angry and realize that there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days. And always remember that the good days will always outweigh the bad days. I could not have said it better myself. Those are probably the best words, last words I could ever agree with. So, John, thank you very much for being the guest tonight. To everybody else, good night. Cheers. Good night, Daddy. Good night, baby.